it's kind of like a flow, you know, it's mm. like the activation and then it's like defensiveness. And then it, you know, eventually it comes to the place where I'm like, oh, finally I can see this other person's perspective mm-hmm. from a place that feels more integrated. But you you have to really give yourself time for that process. Because I find if you come too soon to the conversation or situation, you're coming, and this is me speaking for myself, I guess, I'm coming from the place where I am like the defensive. I am kind of like the mm-hmm. hot response. I am kind of in the ego. And so I think too, giving yourself, and this is harder, I think, in romantic relationships <laughs> because you're living in the same place, you're together. You can't really give yourself like the space and grace as much as you could with a friendship right. or a relationship you don't have um, access to every day or a family could be also in that. But it's like, how can you ha- allow yourself space so you can go through the process? And then that gets shorter mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where you're like, okay, now I'm seeing. Yes. But I think it was interesting, you know, in talking about this because- a lot of the people listening are very on their healing journey. They're very much aware of what's happening. They understand when they're activated. They understand when their wounding is triggered. But I think a lot of people that they're interacting with don't always understand. So it feels sometimes like Mm. they're understanding, okay, this is wounding for me. And then they're talking to someone that maybe is unconscious Mm -hmm. and doesn't understand their wounding. Mm -hmm. So what is the normal, how Mm. would you say or suggest for people to work with that? Mm. I really feel most and foremost, that it's not your job. We have to take responsibility for our own selves and our own healing. And it is really hard, especially when it's a loved one. It's their path. You know, the the image that comes to mind that sort of like dropped in as you described that was like two people on a ladder, right? Walking through, that their ladder is their life. And they're just like walking through their life. They're climbing their ladders. And with loved ones, especially with the partner that you're living with, let's say, you get to choose. Like, how long do you keep your hand out for that person? You're like, hey, this thing that's been, you know, I've noticed I'm activated. You're being unconscious about it. You know, whatever that is. And you're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to choose how long I'm going to hold space and keep my hand out for you to work through that, to look at that, to, to manage that on your own. And it's also your choice when you're like, okay, no no problem. I'm going to take my hand away too. That's like, that's where you come up with the boundaries and you see where you need to um, take care of yourself. I think actually in friendships is when it's hardest mm-hmm. because in the conscious relationship, that's my personal opinion, in a relationship and in, in love, you're choosing to be with that person often. And so it's, you know, you can kind of choose how long you keep your hand out for. Friendships, you're like, okay, do you want to, cut the relationships off? Is that what it is that you need to do if they're not identifying their own wounding, if they're being defensive mm-hmm. and you're noticing that their thing's activating your thing? Like how it's really the question comes to what is in the best interest of my highest good? And when I ask that question of me, it's it's not my job to educate. I can speak my truth about what I need to speak to on it. And in my heart, know that when I'm connected to the vibration of love, when I'm connected to the vibration of the universe, whatever you know words you want to use for that, when I'm connected to myself, it's okay that they don't. It's it's like it really is. It's okay that you didn't see that that activated, that you don't understand me explaining it, that you don't see your own stuff there. It's okay. It's truly in my heart okay. If when when it's not okay is that I still got work to do on myself because like I'm feeling, right? It's like, I've still got some reflection on this piece, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, it's the hardest thing to do because you love these people and do we want, we want these people in our life. And I'm just not 
personally, I'm not a big fan of like, let's cut all the people out. Mm -hmm. I just don't really feel that that serves my best interest. My best interest for my highest good is connection. Like I thrive in connection. And that's with people that I love from all walks of life. And so to allow space for that, for me, it's like space and grace for everybody to go through their version of it. But man, yeah, it's it's work for you, mm-hmm. for, for yourself. You have to be really w- willing to sit back down and look at that thing that was activated for you. And what is it that I'm going to do with that mm-hmm. now that I know that it's been activated, right? And sometimes I feel like there's this default of taking responsibility for what the other person might not understand in the moment about what's really happening, you know? And I say that with love. I don't mean like to shit on the person that doesn't realize what's happening, but it's almost like you're taking on both rather than allowing them to have their experience because they're having an experience that is perfect for their right. And so, you know, which so does them a disservice. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's, yeah, there is, and, and that brings in a little bit of the coach and mm-hmm. the, that whole world situation mm-hmm. where it's like, and we see it on a collective level on social media where it's mm-hmm. like, look to this person to kind of guide you, tell you how to live and all of these things, which you know, I'm not saying is inherently bad, but we have to be careful too. Yeah. You know, whether you are a coach and taking responsibility or like you are looking to these people, how do you, in working with people, like how have you been able to just energetically create that? I don't want to say boundary because that doesn't sound right, but like create that relationship so that they won't ever depend on you. Mm. That's an interesting word choice that you used, though, was the word depend. I'd answer that in kind of a couple different ways. First, I would say trusting myself enough. I trust myself enough that I know I don't ha- like I don't have to take that on. I know it's not mine to take on. I know it does them a disservice to take it on as much as it does me. So there is this real true innate trust that's there, but it took time. <laughs> this is might be a funny example story, but... I started, when I started teaching breathwork, I actually started by teaching the breathwork workshops. My mom came to every single workshop. <laughs> like every single workshop she across did Los work? Angeles. She did breathwork. She was all in. It was so wonderful and I so amazing. My mother is amazing. And she was just all in on her own healing journey. She was like, let's go. I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm in for it. I'm here for it. And she's like kept going. I had to learn some boundaries pretty quickly right there, right? I It was pretty clear that I wasn't going to be able to hold space for a group of people if I'm getting sucked into my mom's stuff, right? Then it's my mom's, then it's the private session for my mom, which is not something I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You're like, see everyone laying in. She's like yelling louder. She's like, mom! Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, just like kind of trying to get your attention every time. <laughs> Oh my God, exactly. And so I don't even know if she knows this. So when mom, when you listen, you'll find out. But that was that was my boundary practice, I guess is what I should say. And that's what it sort of like kickstarted me in really, really quickly. Because prior to that, I felt like 
And I do still think this way sometimes that, you know, as a highly empathetic people, like a giant walking wound walking through life. And I'm like, wait, am I a wound? Am I just raw? Am I mm-hmm. like what? It's like sometimes like like the the sensations of the world can just feel too much. And so until I had found breath work, once I did, and I started really doing this deep inner work on myself, and then my mom started coming to sessions, it just was, it really happened very quickly as it relates to seeing the boundaries. So I'd say the first thing was trusting myself and learning that trust early on and and growing that trust with myself that I don't have to heal you. I don't have to do anything. Actually, I also trust the work enough to do the work on you on its own, on your path. So the word depend to me never really like came in, but what did when you said that, and it just does happen, is when I'm activated, right? With whatever it is, the other person's stuff that they're working on in private session, in a group session, if I'm activated and I can feel it, the best way that I draw that boundary is by claiming it out loud, right? Energy, Energy is especially for the highly sensitive people, we, you feel, you can feel it. So you start to feel something and you went, oh, I was just feeling okay, right? A second before that, but now all of a sudden I feel this feeling. And it was easy to, to start to go, oh, this isn't mine. I, I, I get it. It's in the groups. It's coming from here. And so it took time and practice to hone, but um, speaking it out loud to me is one of the, and, and you, again, you have to be tricky when you do that with friendships, like friends talking to you, you're not going to be like, that sadness you're feeling, friend, that's not mm-hmm. mine. <laughs> like that wouldn't, that's not exactly being compassionate. But what you can do is say that in your own head. Oh, interesting. I'm feeling really sad for this person and that's not mine to hold. It's okay that I put that down. And giving myself permission by claiming claiming that I was even feeling that allowed me to put it down. And I, and I know for a fact it made me a better healer and it made me um, more empathetic, a better listener because I wasn't Taking, I was doing them such a disservice if I did take it on. Mm-hmm. So now for me, it's all I, I just lean heavily into the claiming and the trusting mm-hmm. of myself of the work, and that allows that sort of boundary to naturally exist. And now I don't even really feel like it's something that I have to do often, mm-hmm. which is great. How did you build that self trust? Oh, lifetimes of being alive, right? I mean, yeah. I personally feel. Like everything ladders back to love in one way or another. And this vibration of love is self-love. Like I love the baths. I love the tinctures. I love the things. So do all the self-care things. But like the, I'm talking about a kind of love that like when you feel a little, like the, when you feel pain, when you've gone through hardship and you feel you can viscerally feel like almost this little hole in your heart, right? And the best example I think that we know of it as a collective is heartbreak is consistently identifying that that hole right there is really just wanting love from me, maybe from other people, but it's masking that it's needing the love from me. And so it's going, for me, it's always been about going into that so that, um, I don't explode all over people, right? I mean, like, again, I think one thing that we have wrong in this world is that we think spiritual tools are meant to make us feel better, and they're really not. They're there to help support you through the hard, right? They're there to hold your hand through the hard. And so 
for me, it would just, it was like do all the things, lean on all of the care things in order to start to grow that love for myself and for what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and who I am and how I show up. And that naturally led itself to trust. And honestly, I also think, and I think this is true for a lot of people, a lot of intuitives, sometimes you're like, this is really weird. I have no idea if this is at all what's there, but I'm going to say it. And then of course, it's like it nails something on the head, right? So sometimes it's also just loving yourself enough that you're not afraid you're going to be weird or look funny or be wrong. And, and there's no attachment to the wrong. If you have no attachment to the wrong, then it doesn't really matter, right? And, and then it's it's all completely okay. And yeah, and then also like knowing too, and that was a big thing for me was like learning that I was going to cause harm by my own unconscious stuff sometimes in life. Um, and so that was like a huge, deep, deep learning moment too. And when, as I was going through that healing moment, I came out of that with more trust. So I think, how do you learn to trust? You know, how I learned how to trust myself is just like a consistent check-in through those practices. But I think it's forever, right? I mean, I think we sometimes leave ourselves and we reinvent ourselves and we shut off a new layer and then we uncover a new part and there's a new layer of trust you have to then lean into. So I, I do, I also think that we have a lot of high expectations of ourselves that like this happens, you know, that person over there is the unicorn. Like they can do that, but like I can't do that. And it's everybody has their own version of it. It's just, what are we, what are you choosing to do with it? Are you ignoring it, pushing it down or can we pull it up? Um, and Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.